Dominus Focus Group Amigos, and welcome to this Reflection from the Heavenly Toast podcast. Today's the Feast of the Holy Family, and I wanted to take a little bit of time to just reflect on the readings and about family values and everything. A lot of times I think family values is something that's touted, particularly in American culture. And I really think that the family, the typical nuclear family that we think of, is one of the real things that makes up American culture and really makes it great. And I think that we've seen, especially in recent years, a very large change in how the typical family runs and operates. Um, For example, houses have gotten a lot bigger. I mean, you used to have families of four that were in, you know, a thousand square foot houses, and now you have a family of three that's in a 1,500 square foot house. And it's just kind of the way that it seems to have gone. You know, every child has their own bedroom. Every bedroom has a TV and a computer in it nowadays. And it's been one of the side effects of a lot of the material prosperity that we've seen in America. A lot of the technological advances have made things so incredibly common that you can go out and buy, you know, some huge HD TV, and it's only like 300 bucks. And it's almost like, heck, man, why doesn't everybody have one of these in their bedroom so they can just go in and relax whenever they want? But I think that all of that uh, carries with it certain temptations, certain difficulties that we have to overcome and think through and manage in the day-to-day family life. I think that if you were to talk to a lot of children nowadays, you'd hear reports that you know maybe their family life isn't as close as they'd like it to be, or that they keep a lot of maybe not necessarily secrets, but things that they don't talk to their parents about just because they don't really see them or talk to them that frequently. You know, the dinner table really used to be the place where families would come together, they'd share a meal, they'd share how their day went, you know, the kids would talk about the projects that they were working on at school and what kind of stuff they were learning about, and they would hear from, you know, mom and dad about what kind of things happened around the house that day, what kind of things happened at work that day, what kind of things happened, um, you know, at the grocery store or whatever. You would just hear a lot about each other's days, what was going on in each other's lives and everything. And I think with the technology that we have, which is good in itself, but like I said, carries with it certain temptations, I think there's a certain lack of that. It seems like everybody's become much, much busier Um, You know, Johnny's going off to baseball practice. Susie's, you know, playing volleyball, softball, wrestling. You know, there's a state band meet over here, you know, or whatever. And there's just less time, and it's less easy to get everybody together in one spot. And there's a little bit less sharing of that family life. It makes things difficult. And I think when we look today at the Feast of the Holy Family... uh, we get a glimpse into what things are like, and we get an invitation to kind of ponder what the family life of the Holy Family must have been like. A lot of times we see modern family life being very monotonous. It's, uh, you know, the same old thing that we kind of face the temptations for. But the family teaches us to love even through the monotony. It teaches us to make each new moment sacred, It teaches us to make each I love you that we share unique, true, and ardent. It teaches us to love through a lot of the things that 
Maybe they seem a little bit boring or monotonous or just busy work or something like that. We're off doing our own thing, and really this time to meditate and reflect on the family gives us the opportunity to think about what we do as a family, how close we are to one another, and how much we share in this family life, this domestic church. When we think about the Holy Family, I often wonder what that life must have been like, because obviously you had the child Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, God himself, and you have Mary, conceived immaculate, without sin, and went on without sin for her entire life. And you have Joseph, a holy, upright, and just man, who was very holy, very true as a father and as a husband and as a leader of the family. And I think Joseph must have taught Jesus much about what it was to be a good Jewish man, a righteous and upright and holy man, teaching him about the Psalms, about the holy patriarchs and prophets who were constantly foretelling to Israel of this great Messiah who would come, teaching him about the history of their people, about the promises that God gave to them. And even just in the ordinary trade that he had, teaching him about carpentry and about the ways of the world and how do you be a man in society and everything? Mary surely learned from Jesus, and so did Joseph. I mean, he was the second person of the Trinity. In today's readings, we hear about him being in the temple and them searching for him and him saying, why were you looking for me? Don't you know that I must be in my father's house? And them quietly pondering, what does that statement mean? Mary keeping all these things in her heart and reflecting upon them. Mary was certainly an example to both of them because of her immaculate conception, because she lived so conformed to God that she lived without sin. And Joseph certainly led the way through prayer, hearing from the angels in dreams, taking the child Jesus and his mother away from potential dangers, bringing them back to their homeland after the danger had passed, and trusting in God. I think when we look at family life, the family is truly the school of civility, it's truly the school of prayer, it's truly the school of, it's where we learn to love, and where we learn who we are, where we learn how to worship God rightly. And I think that the family, despite its sometimes monotonous nature, you know, sometimes it's just dishes day after day, you know, it's the same old thing, but it teaches us to love in that monotony and to make the decision to love day after day, even when it's hard, even when we've had a bad day at work, even when it's, you know, the 4,000th time that we've done dishes, even when it's, you know, another poopy diaper that we have to change. It teaches us to make that decision day after day, and it constantly affords us the opportunity to die to ourselves and to learn from one another, that our children would teach us the childlike love that they have and the childlike curiosity that they have and zest for life. And it's an opportunity for parents to teach their children as well. How do you grow up in today's world? How do you love? How do you um, continue to grow in 
when life seems difficult, when things are changing, how do you continue to persevere on when things are monotonous, when they're difficult, when they're, what does love look like when times are tough? What does life look like when we have disagreement? What, what does, how do you love when there's a disagreement? We're nearing the new year, and as always, people start making New Year's resolutions and start to think about that. And I'd like to share a quote from St. Bonaventure that came through the other day, which is something that I think is uh, good to reflect on as we kind of stand looking over the cusp of 2019 and of the new year. And it's kind of a long one. It goes like this. If you would suffer with patience the adversities and miseries of this life, be a man of prayer. If you would obtain courage and strength to conquer the temptations of the enemy, be a man of prayer. If you would mortify your own will with all its inclinations and appetites, be a man of prayer. If you would know the wiles of Satan and unmask his deceits, be a man of prayer. If you would live in joy and walk pleasantly in the ways of penance, be a man of prayer. If you would banish from your soul the troublesome flies of vain thoughts and cares, be a man of prayer. If you would nourish your soul with the very sap of devotion and keep it always full of good thoughts and good desires, be a man of prayer. If you would strengthen and keep your courage in the ways of God, be a man of prayer. If you would uproot all vices from your soul and plant all virtues in their place, be a man of prayer. It is in prayer that we receive the unction and grace of the Holy Ghost who teaches all things. So that's St. Bonaventure, an excerpt from The Ways of Mental Prayer. And I think, as, as I said, as we reflect on family life, as we look over the cusp of a new year, it's probably a good time to sit down and think about our prayer life. What we'd like to do in the coming year, the goals that we would like to achieve, and realize that there is great grace great happiness, great joy, and great love to be found in family life and in the life of prayer, which is often difficult to carve out time for, just like family life, difficult to time out, carve out time for, but beautiful, instructive, and nourishing for our souls. So with that, happy Feast of the Holy Family. Wish you a blessed new year, stay in the state of grace, and God bless.